Hello and welcome to the Tea Room Talks podcast, the podcast breaking the stigma. I hope you're well, thanks for tuning in for another week. This week we're going to be joined with Sam and we're on the topic of tensions with customers and colleagues. Now, many people may have dealt with a situation where they have perhaps an awkward disagreement, an argument with a colleague, not sure how to best move on. You know, the atmosphere in the office might be a bit off or on site, wherever it may be. And how how do we channel that and how do we move on with progressing with work and with our career focus? Also, as a self-employed person, a huge, huge issue that is often so common is not being paid by customers or clients for a service that you have 100% given and provided but for whatever reason whether it's financial issues on their end or uh, a problem a falling out on a job it's something that's very common certainly being in construction very common for trades to fall out with each other subcontractors not being paid builders to not pay and we're going to be discussing how to move on in those situations and what's best to do. Sam's going to talk to us about why there is such a large proportion of work-related stress regarding tensions with colleagues and customers and why it's such a common problem within construction. You know, the common problems that occur, certainly conflict of interest, communication breakdown, refusal or non-payments and the tactics that are often used of not paying and, you know, the manipulation methods that are often seen. We're going to be discussing how can we ease these common problems and I certainly think it's going to be beneficial for those who are self-employed and certainly even more beneficial for those who are in the construction field. You know, it's really going to finite what you might have to do, the steps you might have to put in place to try and make your work life that bit much easier because at the end of the day, it's our livelihood and people who are not willing to pay and refusing to pay, but it's what we earn, it's how we put what we need to do to survive on the table. So I think it's going to be very beneficial for those involved. Let's take a listen to the chat that I had with Sam. So I'm joined with Sam Donaghy, Technical Engineering Manager. Sam, thank you very much for being here. You're more than welcome, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. So in regards to mental health, your personal experiences, have you had any issues in the past? Nothing serious, um, but I do have family members who uh, who have suffered um, severe issues, and so that's kind of been around me um, perhaps outside of my working life. Uh, but obviously influences you and, and affects you and teaches you uh, for things that may then be helpful within the working life. Yeah, I think that's right. You know, I've certainly dealt with these issues myself, um, but having friends and family that have suffered as well obviously helps understand the the grand topic that it is. And a bit like yourself, you don't always have had to suffer um, in order to sort of educate yourself and understand sort of to be in other people's shoes and I'm sure you'll agree with that really yeah ab- absolutely absolutely and and you know when I say that I haven't suffered sometimes uh you know if you're having a bad day something can affect you far more than it would do normally and in those days you know maybe just a, an arm around your shoulder or a hug or a, or a careful uh, gentle word takes you back because that's all you need because it's very kind of low level um, obviously, if it's if it's then severe and it can get harder and more complicated for the individual involved, that then you know that they need a bit more serious help, if you like. Uh, but yeah, so so fortunate in that nothing uh, n- nothing um, 
major has ever happened to me but yeah well aware of of other individuals and how it has affected them and their families and their working life as well and obviously the topic we're talking about today is customer and colleagues um, tensions that can obviously arise within the industries and workplace environment regarding tensions um, an interesting uh, survey in 2021 came out regarding construction and showed that um, 24% of tensions with customers, 21% of tension with business partners and 18% abuse from customers, which, you know, altogether totals 63% of work-related stress illnesses that were present in 2021 for the construction industry. What what are your personal thoughts on that? And, and why do you think, with it being 63% of that overall proportion, why do you think it is such a common problem? Um, I think it is because it's that there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, people interaction involved. You know, um, trades uh, talking to their customers, and they're obviously there's pressure then on people trying to earn a living. Um, from a customer's point of view, they might feel that they've got to protect themselves in in terms of that, that they're getting value for money, and and there can be a conflict there. Um, and then you've also got uh, on larger jobs where you've got multiple trades, um, sometimes there's there's conflict areas there because if the trades don't work to everybody's mutual benefit, um, you know, unfortunately, sometimes it can be that others will do things to suit themselves without having the, the holistic approach of the overall job um, and how their actions and their uh, work affects other people um, and how it will be detrimental to them um, when they actually do something so so yeah that there's it's a big people industry isn't it you know uh, most trades are are human um, in fact I think all trades are human but the trades that we're talking about and so wherever you've got humans um, that perhaps on day one are strangers um, and don't know how to deal with each other, don't know how to, to talk to each other and how to read each other's um, sort of day-to-day feelings uh, and signs, then it can go wrong. Yeah, and I, I certainly think as well with the self-employed sector, there's there's certainly a large proportion that, you know, we aren't trained um with dealing with circumstances of conflict of interests or of payments or arguments, really. And, you know, certainly people won't have procedures in place to deal with those issues. What would you say in regards to employees, employers and the self-employed? You know, how do you think that they can improve relations for colleagues, subcontractors, builders, etc.? I think I think you've picked up on a very good point in terms of the, the self-employed and in particular the sole traders, because they haven't got anybody else uh, with them. They haven't got anybody else that they can talk to about any kind of issues. They haven't got people that, are, if you want, looking after their best interests. It's all down to them. And, you know, I know personally how difficult that is trying to, to do one job chase the next job and perhaps chase the money from the last job that that's to have those three issues going on whereas you know if you were a large organization you'd be just associated with one of those so so i think some some sort of special consideration needs to be given to those sole traders those self-employed single people 
Um, I think organisations now, when we get into the other end, the larger uh, size organisations, those people are much more aware now of, um, you know, the the biggest resource that that organisation has is the people that work for them. And so if you look after the people, um, not only will they do what you want the work to be done, uh, but they'll also enjoy doing it and they'll stay with you. So so looking after their mental health as well as their physical health um, is something great. And, you know, we've always thought about that there are legal requirements to provide PPE, aren't there, for your physical health. Um, but, uh, you know, organisations now are aware that they've got to put those same things in place. So now we see organisations having stress policies. So they make sure that they're, you know, that they're checking in, that their employees uh, aren't under stress um, that, that can cause issues. So so I think that, that the organisations are, are much aware. Sole traders, uh, one thing they can do is join local organisations so that then that they're less on their own. Um, and, you know, that's quite easy to do when you look at um, organisations that are of a similar trade or the same trade. You know, you'll you'll find something locally, you'll find something uh, uh, countrywide or you'll find a, a competent person scheme um, where you can be involved. And then that helps because you'll find that there are lots of lots of people going through the same thing, which is a massive realisation because uh, you suddenly don't feel like you're on your own anymore. And, and you know, you build up rapport, you build up a, a network of people that you can talk to um, about work, about non-work, um, and trust is there, um, and it's a safe environment to talk to. So that's that's one thing that people do. And I think people now, are, you know, with things like social media, that can um, I know it can have a negative side, but it can have a positive side. If you get a group that's supportive and well administered, then, uh, you know, it can be super helpful, uh, both for the trade, but also for the individual in the trade as well. Yeah, definitely having the right support, as you've touched on there, is such a big thing. And I think there is a, a lack of support going around for a lot of people, even that that may be employed, um, certainly you know, from myself, the the point of mental health that you touched on there, even uh, a common theme of tensions with customers and colleagues is is something that can really affect your mental health. And certainly in my experience, I've had numerous occasions of, you know, people withholding payments for bills, um, either, you know, they can't pay or they wish not to pay. And the effect it can have on you as a self-employed person um, can really, you know, set some deep-rooted issues. Certainly with me, I, I've, I suffer with a large de- degree of anxiety, certainly with that, because quite simply, if I don't get the money in, I don't get paid yeah. as, a, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Um, and it, it can certainly... If you're not in the right mindset, it can affect your work ethic and your work day because you can almost go around in a loop where if you're not getting money in, then you maybe won't have money to go to work if you can't pay your fuel bills. But also if it's impacting your mental state, you're worrying about your quality of work. But for for what actions, if you are having tensions with people refusing to pay or perhaps a customer that is 
quite overbearing or bossy you know same with um, any subcontractor or employer that you might work for it can really impact your your overall work ethic to at the end of the day what we all have to do we all have to earn money to make a living i'd love to be a millionaire but unfortunately i'm not you're spot on and 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 you know the the payment issue is a is a huge area that's that's abused uh, let's be honest by by um customers that we thought were fine you know everything was great when they when they first employed us um and the job seemed to go well and it was actually completed um and they seemed happy but then yeah then they start to quibble and that's so it's very difficult it's very difficult and um that's that's been always been the case i think the things that we would say is that you know a couple of things one is try and do a little bit of of homework if it's possible just in the same way as uh, the customer vets the trade people to get the someone who can do it you know do a little bit of um, vetting you know again if you're in a trade body and you know perhaps ask has anybody had dealings with this customer before you know see if there is anything uh, that you can do in that respect uh, not always easy because there you know there might not be any information or data about um, but the other thing I'd say is try and Try and make it clear. Verbal agreements are are really good if you know your customer well and you trust your customer. If you don't know your customer well or you don't trust your customer, then you really can't rely on a verbal agreement. We would love to be able to. If everybody had the right mindset and the right level of human kindness, we would be able to, to. But unfortunately, we can't. So so then in that instance, you know, you've got to document something. And again, you know, there are organisations that can help you come up with. So we're not talking about a war and peace uh, and, and employing a solicitor. You, you can come up with some fairly simple um, contractual agreements so that it's clear. Perhaps think about stage payments if, it, if it's worth it so that you'll get a feeling before the end of the job whether things are going to get tricky and then you can, you know, you can take early action rather than at the end when you've actually got to try and do the next job to earn money to put, you know, literally food on the, on the plate and you haven't got time to be chasing the last one, which you thought was all agreed. So yeah, make it, make it very clear, get that, get that contract agreed and then you'll feel happier and more confident that things are going to go right. Completely agree um, with what you're saying. And I I totally relate to it really um, in regards to where you said, vetting people you, you you should have almost a certain criteria in your head of people who you know the customers you want and the the clientele you want because if there's sort of alarm bells ringing and it's only i don't know the the first sort of quotation stage or correspondence i think you usually know what way it's going to go and obviously that's not a a great scenario to be in certainly from that point of view personally have you ever had an experience where there's a certain tension with a colleague or a customer or you know a a subcontractor that's really affected yourself and and how did you deal with that situation yeah absolutely you know I I remember you you were saying about how when somebody refuses to pay, the first thing you think of is, oh, have I done something wrong? Are you not happy? Is it not good enough? Is it not to standard? And so, yeah, you get the sort of situation of, 
um, a refurbished kitchen and the kitchen fitter gets paid full price. I'm not having to go at kitchen fitters here, by the way. That's not, not a problem. But the, the interesting thing was the customer then sort of said, you know, but you've just put a few sockets on the wall there and a few lights and it's it's because they can see what the kitchen fitter had done you know all of the all of the um kitchen equipment all of the appliances lovely granite worktop you know it did look really really good but what i'd done most of it was hidden you know because because i'm good at, at what i did or i was good i'm, I'm past that now <laughs> don't but, say yeah, that they, they they kind of couldn't see all they could see were some sockets on the wall and a few lights in the ceiling, which didn't look as impressive as what the kitchen fitter had supplied. So they were quite happy to pay for what they could see. And and again, that was that was one of my, you know, uh, verbal agreement wasn't properly uh, documented. What was what was agreed was going to happen and be provided because I just assumed wrongly that every everybody was. Uh, the same as me and would be uh, willing to, to, you know, do what they said they were going to do. So that that was one where I started to sort of think, oh, you know, is, 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 is it not really good? Are you not happy with it? Does it not work? Uh, you know, what do I need to do differently next time? And it was it took me years to realise that was just a non-educated customer that I hadn't talked about what I was going to do. And maybe show them what you've done halfway through so that when it is all finished and they can't see what you've done um you know they they then they start to quibble and wonder so so yeah things like that i learned very early on that especially when there are other trades involved and sometimes like you know i realized that the customer would have a price that they'd agreed but then one trade did something a little bit extra and got more for it so the customer is looking to save that money by taking it off somewhere else so so yeah in, in those instances you have to be just sort of very strong and say well you know i've done what was agreed and delivered so i expect what was agreed so uh, so yeah there are instances like that and i think it is it's that again the sole trader can often question themselves because they haven't got anybody that if the customer shouts loudly they start to question themselves as well um because they they were right in the first place but but um, when when money's involved, uh, you know, and, and people want to get on and get on to the next one, then sometimes they, they do just to, for peace of mind say, OK, I'll accept it. And then they think, well, you know, why did I was it was it not worth what we agreed in the first place when it probably was so. So, yeah, it's, it's, that's a, a really interesting one. And it's it's still going to happen. You know, we have to be totally honest. There are unscrupulous customers. They're not all. You know, most most human beings are good human beings. Um, but there are some out there that know that once it's done, you're not going to. But I do, you know, I do often quite, you know, see now where people are saying, what should I do? And and some of the advice that they're getting from their peers is, well, go around and rip it all out. Um, <laughs> but I'm not I'm not often sure that that's actually practical. But but yeah, that you, you you do need to look after your interests. Um, and until you get to know that customer and feel you can trust them, then then you need to do it from day one. So 
So, you know, what about taking pictures of, of how work goes so that at a later date, if it's ever questioned, you can say, well, look, this was what was involved. I know you can't see all of that now, but this was what was actually involved. And the other thing that I, I learned very quickly was check in with the customer throughout the project. Don't just wait till the end and say, are you happy? And then have them give them the opportunity to turn around and say no. And then it's kind of too late. If it's if it's something that's going to take days or, or weeks or months, then check in with them regularly so that then you can go back and say, well, you know, when we checked in after X amount of time, you were perfectly happy. So I can't really understand what's what's gone wrong now. Yeah, I think it's difficult. Certainly, you know, in your experience and relating that to my own, I certainly feel like I'm too, too easygoing and too trusting of people, um, certainly in the past where... You know, I'm quite generous with payment terms and length of payment. And it, it can sort of come back to haunt you because, unfortunately, there are people out there that will take advantage of that. And I've certainly been a subject to almost manipulation of the fact that I'm due payment. But you almost have to do everything for it because you know that they've got that hold over you. And I, I do think, certainly for myself, I've struggled with sort of coming to terms with that, that people have that hold over me and... You know, it's all very well and good. There are people and colleagues that I've had who would say, a bit like yourself, go and demand payment, do this, do that. And I, I, as a person, I just can't do that. And I just think this is how they get away with it. Because unfortunately, being self-employed, I don't really have many options or many people to turn to. With it being my business, I'm the only person who can really follow up on payment. And if they are in a stronger position than me and refusing... They've just got 100% hold over me and I think it's a difficult position to be in because there are people out there that enjoy, no matter if the job is good or bad, sort of making your life a bit hellish, you know, and, and, and certainly laying on stress that it's there. And, you know, this topic of tensions, you know, it's difficult because tensions can be anything really. Obviously, financial is a large proportion and it certainly is a, a large stress within construction. I think it, if not one of the top percentages of uh, the common themes that come up but also tensions of you know various cultures various opinions do crop up also and and I'm sure you know with the coronavirus that's sort of just happened it was really an additional tension that sort of presented itself that had never really come up before I mean did you have much experience in regard to that yeah very much so in that um so so when it all started nobody really knew what to do and so we we started getting if you like non-technical phone calls about people um you know even simple things like uh, you know I'm being picked up and I'm in a I'm in a minibus of eight other people is that okay because we can't we can't keep the two meter rule and I'm not sure and and one of them's coughing and so we were we were trying to help people out with with advice and guidance on things like that really which were which were outside of our, our normal scope but people wanted to know because they were experiencing something for the first time and had no experience or or understanding of a way to react to it so so yeah it did it it had a massive difference and and then you had uh, you know people that wanted to do things and couldn't get in because there was somebody in the premises that was uh, that was um, ill through covid and, and couldn't be uh, you couldn't go near for contact reasons so yeah it threw up a whole lot of things and it did it was quite interesting because it then got people to talk about non 
technical and you know when when there was time available we would actually ask them you know are you are you okay um because you could you kind of get a sixth sense that you know they're talking but there's something else that they want to say there's something that that's not clicking right in in the the sort of the the scenario that they're telling you about so so yeah it was it, it was almost like the the sort of the door about talking about personal problems and things that people were experienced just got pushed open a little bit wider by covid it, it kind of enabled people to talk about um, because it was something that we were all sharing for the very first time no one had ever heard of it everyone thought it was going to last a couple of days um, and yet here we are sort of two years later two and a half years later and we're you know we're we're talking on zoom and yeah. you know because that's one of the things that we're doing now because we've learned from that so so yeah that was that was an interesting thing that it was it sort of created a scenario that we were everybody the whole human race you know not just trades people in the uk were having to deal with and it gave us a bit of common ground to talk about and and when you ask that question about you know how is it affecting you then it can open up uh, a bigger conversation, which was really good, um, really good. And we, you know, we had quite a few um, callers to the technical helpline who were who were suffering because they uh, they were isolated, um, you know. And we all know that if you go for statistics in terms of uh, mental health, then young males are extremely high in terms of being vulnerable. So yeah, we, we, we got quite a lot of that. And, you know, sometimes the team, uh, we would have to stop and download to each other and feedback to each other to, to make sure. And it, and it, it made us aware that um, you know, even in our little team, we have to make sure that we look after each other. Um, but so that because it's it, someone once told me it's like the old the airplane, you know, when the airplane's going to crash and the seat, the face masks come down, the oxygen mask come down. The uh, if, if you do follow the air hostesses at the start, they always say if you're with a child, put your oxygen mask on first Um and that used to always strange as as like a, a father myself. I used to think that's a bit, you know, surely you should do the child first. But then someone explained to me, no, you do yourself first because otherwise you might not be able to put the one on the child uh, because you're suffering yourself. So, so that that's always stood in my mind that you do have to look after yourself in order to be able to look after others. And and that that was key really, and, and brought home with some of the some of the problems and the issues that COVID's uh, caused. It's amazing, really. And I think it just shows you how far we've come um, in regards to culture and, and looking after each other. I do find that very interesting that, you know, as a technical advisor with certain problems, you've almost become an advisor there for well-being and looking after, you know, the fellow person. And I think that's, in a strange way, it, it sounds like almost a good thing that came out of that because I, I certainly feel that when COVID happened and we had that lockdown phase, it was very stressful, but I can't help but feel that certainly regarding caring for your fellow person was something that was sort of being forgotten in society. We'd really forgotten that and, and life has 
you know, as we all know, it goes too fast. But it was really showing us that you you often don't realise people's professions and what they do. You know, they could look like an ordinary person, but they could be working nights as a nurse. Mm-hmm. So you had that utmost respect. And I think then it got brought in with the same with mental well-being that you don't know what someone else is going through. So just just chill out and be normal and don't sort of jump the gun and assume thing about people and assume bad things about people or people might be in a rush that's fine but it doesn't mean that they're being an ass. it just might mean that they're quite stressed themselves and a bit like you say you're getting technical advice normally but actually you're reading between the lines and feeling like actually I think this person's reasonably stressed um, so it does sound like a good thing that that came out of that yeah it's a difficult one I think you're you're absolutely right in that we aren't now more aware you know whereas and I think that's a really good thing um and it it has come there has been a little bit of a shift that we now do kind of think you know if someone's having a bit of a rant and and you know that person you think that's that's unusual for them but now we, we've got to the stage where if there's someone's having a bit of a rant you 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 may feel defensive just naturally but also there's something now in the back of your mind that says i wonder why i wonder what's upset them you know if especially if you can't understand why they're, they're, they're talking like that or why they're doing what it is they're doing so so yeah i think there is there is a a, a a real movement now which is a real positive that people kind of think you know that they're almost like putting themselves in their shoes and it's let me try and understand what you're doing where you're coming from why you're acting like that and and then maybe I'll understand it better and then we can talk about what's going to happen next um, if there is a solution then we can talk about the solution so so yeah i think people do really try and understand the other person's views the other person's um why and the one thing that 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 we got better at as well is sort of sometimes if you ask somebody so so this perhaps wasn't so much on the phone although we're appropriate on the phone but certainly with each other where whereas sometimes it's quite easy in the morning isn't it to sort of say all right you know how are you john jane um you know how are you and you'll always get a yeah yeah good fine but but sometimes you kind of think no how are you really tell me you know let's have a cup of tea tell me how you are really and you do have to go that second time um because there is still a little bit of hesitancy on the on the person that's that that needs the support that they feel it like you say it's a little bit of a weakness you know they should be a go-getter they should be an entrepreneur they should be the next elon musk or richard branson taking (laughs) over the world you know you've got a small problem with you know with a small business it's not it's a huge problem it's their business that they've started from nothing um, and they, you know, they were so they're so proud of that. So, so yeah, I think we've we, we have got to that, and it's it's a real positive. And I don't know why, but COVID was a little bit of a trigger for that. People, you know, started to have that community spirit again and looking after each other. And and you know, if you if you're stuck inside and you have to self isolate, can I do something for you? Can I do a bit of shopping for you? Can I put your bin out? Um, which was really good, a really good trigger. And, and I really hope that those things, and I talked to a colleague the other day who lives in a quite a remote area, and he says their area has changed dramatically, that they, you know, they're having, they're having fruit swaps where there's a fruit tree and, and you could, if you've 
grow potatoes you can just come and swap which is brilliant that that, that you know that's the kind of human kindness that we want to we want to get back to definitely in regards to falling out with contractors and you know builders in in this scenario within the construction industry what advice from your point of view would you say is best to follow okay yeah it's it's a it's a valid point about how best to resolve those issues and yeah i'm not i'm not a relationship manager but one thing i would suggest is that you know communication is key it really is um and so try and establish a rapport um we're never going to like everybody we don't have to like everybody but we have to find a way of working with people sometimes so so try and establish a, a relationship and and if it needs it boundaries so that at least you've got communication because that's you know it, when communication breaks down that's that's a definite uh, problem and could create things later and while you've got communication if there are issues that perhaps you feel but the other party might not be involved in communication allows you to express those so so communication is key sometimes you do have to escalate um you know if if you're talking about situations where there is a, a hierarchy um you you might have to escalate it to you know, the foreman, supervisor, the, the, the main contractor on site, what, what, whoever it may be. Um, but yeah, try that first lower level communication first, because then you can explain, well, you know, we tried to resolve, I tried this, we, we tried that. Can you help? And that's what you're asking for. You're not asking for somebody to say who's right and who's wrong. You're not asking for somebody to, to face. You're just asking for help. Um, and and I think, you know, people in general now will accept that. And it's a great way to, to, to say something rather than go off with a long spiel of what's happened and they've done this and they've not done that. Just start the whole conversation with, I need some help with it, with this situation. And, and then that kind of gets everybody on an even keel. And blimey, we, we all need help. We, we need help every day every day uh, and uh, so yeah don't be afraid to ask and genuinely people are happy to help you know uh, um, because everybody benefits at the end of it in regards there the the topics that you've branched on obviously where you said about the human kindness um, you know it's a great aspect really that came out from from all of the the coronavirus and I hope it sort of continues it seems to fade off a a little bit but I, I do hope that it sort of stays with us because I think people can easily forget um, people's situations at home um, now post-Covid um, obviously what people are going through and I think as well small business owners in regards to sort of falling out you know with each other on, on sites or colleagues that you have disagreements with or you know needing technical advice or like you said sort of trying to escalate problems i think it can be difficult because people can quite quickly when not trained you know fly off the handle and they can make situations quite awkward and and quite strained really and it's a when you when you look at it we're all here to work and we're all here to progress and and learn and adapt and and a bit like you said everyone needs help but to sort of be met with that attitude of uh, a negative attitude or aggressive it really, you know, when you look at it quite simply, it benefits no one. Um, even if that person that you're being aggressive to, it doesn't be benefit you because 
you either get a situation where you will get stonewalled and they won't do anything or you get your way but you've just made someone sort of feel awful for maybe something that you know it doesn't need to be like that and certainly I've been on the receiving end of of you know having abuse being given to me for you know tensions on site for something that I feel if it is a problem of mine then then fine but I'm a I'm a contractor let me sort it let me use my skills to you know bring that professional approach and fix it it's not going to do any harm by berating me or making me feel Mm. worthless when I'm already feeling pretty low for for having something that's not you know what I want within my service and I think people you know often forget that and often you know think as well that these tensions that we have certainly with customers uh, colleagues me being in construction what would you say about them being relatable to other industries out there I think one of the things is that in in the construction side we've we've kind of got a lot of different trades all doing the one thing all working on the one project whereas in in a lot of other scenarios uh, everybody's effectively on the same team whereas in the construction side it's 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 almost as if there are multiple teams all working towards the same goal but they've all got their own uh, task and and we all know how what we do can affect other trades you know um from the electrical side we we know uh, you know what uh, after we've done our first fix and we've 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 cut out and then people come and and finish the plastering and totally um negate what we've done and and other trades uh without knowing perhaps you know put equipment in where we can't then do what we need to do so so yeah i think one of the uniquenesses about the construction trade is that we have a lot of different bodies people organization companies what however big the project is and they're all working to meet their own requirements but the grand scale of things they're all working on the one project um, and that's that's key. And so, you know, good organisations will recognise that. And on a large project, they'll have regular meetings with, you know, uh, across all the trades to let everybody know what, you know, what's going to happen today, what deliveries are coming in today, what do people need to achieve by today, what 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 access do people have to have. And so, again, it's that communication and that that leadership of the of the per person that's doing that coordination across the trades that's that's super key on those big projects um because unfortunately if you leave it to the trades themselves to to look after it it can work if the trades are all they've all worked together before and they all know you know we we know people that we've worked with and it's fantastic and they know how you work you know how they work and it's it's a great situation but sometimes uh, people can go in and like we said uh, before because they're under pressure for whatever reason they just go in and do their bit and get it done and and then go uh, regardless of anybody else because they're under pressure to do it for that reason and that's not that's not full justification but it's not totally their fault you know other people overseeing that job should know the impact that that's going to have on the other trades so, so yeah, it's key to get that, you know, get that um, that, that cross trade communication going, so that everybody knows. And we all, you know, we're not, 
if we're if we're sparks we're not we're not plumbers we're not plasterers we're not heating engineers but we know a little bit about what they need and and we'll help them out you know when they need power in a certain area quicker we'll we'll prioritize that and do that first for them so it, it can work both ways um and and that's key and then like you say everybody benefits you know if i turn around and say i'm not putting power in there because i'm 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 starting here first um it, it might benefit me but the rest of the job is then sitting there waiting because they can't do anything and that 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 kind of can build and it's like okay well we'll get our own back when you need us kind of thing which it, it, in the long run just just makes it a disaster of a project whereas if you did that and then you later on you find you need something they'll respond uh, accordingly so so yeah that that communication and think about although you're there to do a job you, you're there to work as part of a team and and that and that's what you've got to be thinking of as as that they're you know they're equally uh, as important you've got to get your job job done but you've got to play your part as that team part and and that's that's key we do go back. I mean, I, I did my apprenticeship in the late 70s, early 80s. And, you know, I look back now at the way apprentices, for example, were treated. And so, yeah, thing, things have changed. And we are we are far more respectful now of, of human beings. Um, and, and that's good. Uh, and long may that continue. Um, so, yeah, we, 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 we are all human beings at the end of the day. And I think that that team approach and what do, what do we all want to achieve rather than just what do I want to achieve today? Yeah, that's right. And I think certainly the takeaway from that, much like you use there an analogy of a building site, people work for the same company and, you know, colleagues that you'd have next to you, if you're a sales associate or, you know, an estate agent, a car salesman, whatever it may be, your job role might not be the same as the person sitting next to you but your overall goal within that company is the same and mm. although you may not understand the situation you just like you say you work together to to use that same work ethic and certainly the problems that we have aggressive nature micromanagement is is really present in other industries and and just as bad sometimes as construction so you know that is certainly the takeaway from this and we do share that common goal you know just because I'm on a building site doesn't mean that I feel the same level of micromanagement from a overbearing builder uh, as someone who feels like their manager is overbearing sitting in an office mm-hmm. you know doing admin work so Sam I'd really like to thank you for your time today in in speaking to me it's been absolutely fantastic and I definitely would say the advice here you've been offering it will benefit people in certainly the ways moving forward with with trying to deal with tensions and and certainly awkward situations uh, on building sites certainly benefited me there's some options there that genuinely have uh, sort of surprised me and I'm always learning I think people can and take away some of those tips so i'd really like to thank you for that no it's uh, really good and hey you know thank you what what you're doing with these is fantastic so you know to take your own time and, and do it off your own back it is absolutely brilliant and and all going towards that you know better for everybody isn't it it's, it's really good so uh, so well done for that keep doing it if uh, if uh, if there's something i can help in the, in the future please let me know even if it's just to to make tea for the, the real people that are talking about <laughs> You're too kind. Um, thank what, you very much. What I would say is that we, you know, as an organisation, it's something that we're, we're really taking seriously now. And even back, I looked back, uh, back in 2019, 
we actually used our connections magazine, which is normally a sort of a techie thing. Um, we put a whole article in there about mental health and looking after yourself. And I'll I'll forward a copy on to you. I, we've actually done a couple of uh, webinars which have been really well received. I think we had sort of something like uh, 1400 people watch it live on the first one and we've done a follow-up recently so so yeah it, it is a subject now that within our trade people do want to know a bit more about and are and are willing to talk about which again is a good thing because uh yeah it, like as we talked about earlier communication is is a really valid tool in terms of making things better you know i absolutely agree with that and uh Yeah, once again, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're welcome. So there we have it, the conversation that I had with Sam. Now, I think on review of that, there's certainly a few important topics to talk about. You know, as an employer, it'll be important to care for your workforce and ensure that your colleagues are well-informed and communication is good. For the self-employed, certainly it's good to get yourself a part of a scheme or a group that best involves your industry, construction or not. There's a lot of groups and forums, advice areas that will often go through the similar things that you will go through too. Certainly in my experience, not just being an electrician in construction, uh, there's energy advisors that I'm a part of. And it's good to see these forums that are there just to give you pieces of advice of a situation you might be a part of because many others will have been through that but won't necessarily be as vocal. But you'll be surprised how common it is. Certainly as a small business, and I've dealt with it, don't carry on with a job straight away before writing down you know, additions, extras, that haven't been agreed verbal agreements are all fine and good as we discussed with sam but it's not something that you can ever pull up on a piece of paper and say look here it is in writing with an agreement now that doesn't matter whether you're construction or not i think just as a general small businesses is such an important matter because like we've mentioned there at the start everything's dandy and we're all happy but it soon can deteriorate and before you know it you're the one who's going to be stressing over not getting paid for what you have provided it's certainly interesting there as well as a technical advisor within electrical department that covid certainly allowed that door to open to increase that caring environment for others just shows you sometimes that human care and interaction often shines through in these circumstances i know that we're kind of on the back end of all of that now but it's it almost feels like it's being forgotten out there it just shows you there once again that it's important to know what your fellow person is going through and understand where they're coming from The links for this episode once again will be in the episode description with what we've discussed. There will be trade advice websites on better ways to manage how to get paid, how to deal with non-payments in general and the article that Sam mentioned there in the conversation that we had. Thanks again for listening. I hope it's been interesting and beneficial to you. Certainly as a small business, I hope that there's some pieces of advice you can use. So thanks again and I look forward to the conversation next week.